0: All right. So always in the technology questions, the 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 conversation always comes up as what can technology replace or add to to do something in our lives that's better than it was before. Okay. so Uber is a great example of 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 that, which is calling cab companies is easy, Like you know, like even on a smartphone, like picking up calling a cab company, Uber made it even better. And they were a platform that created an economy, good or bad. Some people might say bad. Created economy, economy around it. Because truth be like, as a New Yorker, I hate taking a cab. I absolutely despise getting in cab. Right. I'm much happier taking an Uber. Um. Uh. You know, and especially you know, especially when I um when I travel. So Mm. so, when we when we ask that question, you know, in terms of in terms of this live entertainment, I always I come back and I say. Tell me how these holographic performances are doing, right? Tell me how these dead people holograph on stage, like, did, like because that was coming, right? Oh, my God, this is the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't replace live entertainment. Like, you cannot replace in-person entertainment, right? You can make something to compete with it, but you simply cannot replace it at all. So mm-hmm. when we look at the when we look at the metaverse as a platform, we look at these places and you say, "Hey, are you going to just go see a Broadway show?" No, Broadway show is live entertainment. Broadway takes place within New York City. It is what it is. What I think the question you're asking for is saying, "Well, what type of live entertainment is going to happen in the metaverse?" And that isn't a question that has been answered yet. Mm-hmm. I, of course, like with gamiotics, it's like I'm taking the standpoint of gamification of entertainment is how is how we create an economy. That you are that if you are. Outside of live entertainment, or you are in a digital world, the the aspect of engagement and stakes is really important to keep the consumer's head in the thing that they're doing. And there's no question in my mind that that at some point will want to take the concept of what a gamiotics experience is into that realm. But for now, we're testing it in 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 real life, for lack of a better term. Um, and we're and we're and we're building really here because. Truth be told, there's tons of money in live entertainment. It's a yeah, massive business. I um, mean, you worked in it, you know. There's a tons of money in live entertainment. Um, oh, and, yeah. I, and all I'm doing is 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 the evolution of experiential entertainment and giving uh, agency to consumers during the experience. Um, mm-hmm. It's taking this idea, it's the next, next idea of of the definition of what interactive entertainment actually is.
1: Okay, all right. Hey, I want to do something though. I want to walk people through uh let's say in its current iteration so if we're watching a play that you are producing that you've uh brought this technology into or you're working with a production company uh, you gave the example of the museum let's just say we're watching something on stage Uh, like so how does the audience actually i know they're going on um, to a website they access via qr code instead of going on to an app which is great because like you said uh you know and there and there's a we overloaded the app stores with millions of apps. And now we're getting to a point where people are like, I'm not downloading the new app. So now they're sitting in the theater. What happens with the, when everyone votes? Like how do the actors reset? I'm just interested for someone who used to produce and direct.
0: So I'm going to, well, why don't we, why don't we talk about 20 Side tavern? Cause this is a good, this is a good point to talk about that. Since this is a product that I am, that my, my, the my company is developing with a, col- a couple of other partners right now. Um, so, What it is, is that we are taking the concept of uh, a Dungeons and Dragons style game, right? Um, Mm -hmm. not an actual D&D game, but the style of a Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, and we are putting that live on stage and turning it into a show, right? And that, and that if you look at the pillars of what a D&D game is, um, is that you and a group of friends create a story world every night. Right. Every time you play, you sit down. You have characters that you've created, and then you have a story that a branching narrative story that you are going through. And the consequences of your of your die roll, the consequences of the choices you're making, the things you're investing, whatever you're doing as a player affects how the game is happening. Like, and it is a dynamic gaming event that you know is is fairly analog. We describe it as analog, but super super fun if you're a D&D fan. Um, and all modern gaming is based on RPG gaming. Like I'm a firm believer that like everything comes from from what what Gary Gygax did in the mm-hmm. did in the 70s. So so um, in Twenty Side Tavern, you have a uh, a game master on stage who is who has a giant branching narrative story in front of them that they're reading you know off a tablet digital um, okay. who is in control of the story just like a DM would be in a in a Dungeons and Dragons game. You have a a tavern keeper on stage who's running the game, which I'll talk about in a second, run the gamiatics aspect of it, and then any other gaming aspects coming into it, and then you have three players who are who are in a class, a fighter, mage, an and a rogue. And the audience comes in to the theater. Um, they uh, uh they scan a QR code and on their phone. It's the first thing they do. They immediately scan a QR code, um, and the software pops up on your phone, like on, on the web browser on your phone. And the very first thing that the that the software asks you is, um, wh- which class do you want to be in tonight? fighter your major, road, right? And in fact, it's not even that one. It's actually like, which 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 color are you? Red, green, or blue? And we have a way of being able to make it even um, uh, truthfully, like with the audience. But uh, um, um, and what that what that does, it actually sorts the audience into what we call cohorts. Meaning that one of the tricks or one of the functions of gamiotics that makes it especially unique within the marketplace is that I can send choices to any cohort that I want to, individually or collectively, um, throughout the course of the show, meaning that I can isolate groups of the audience members based on their choices. Now, in Twilight Cavern, we only really use that cohort choice, choice once or twice, but the software is being primed to be able to deliver experiences that are very complicated branching narrative experiences and cohort driven experiences where you could literally have individual groups of people running around having their own experience within a single environment or in multiple environments. Like it's a really awesome function of it. This is an early day. So we're using the most basic function of the cohort. And so what happens is that what it allows for the actors to be able to do is establish a relationship with their group in the audience, the fighter group, the major group, the group, right? Um, the second choice that the audience makes in the Twenty Five Time Experience is which character do they want the actor to play? So the actors come on stage as themselves and they say, "Hey, look, tonight I have three possible characters that I can play. I can play this one, this one, or this one. You guys choose which one do you want to go." And all three actors do that. And so we we currently have built thirty playable characters in our library. But there's uh, nine every night that's possible. And the actors all have a bunch that they can play. And 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 we have a, a number of different actors do the show. So everybody's been able to, to do and bring to the table these different these different characters. So they have something that they own. But then every night, it's a different combination of characters that are going to be happening, depending on the actor that's up there, depending on the combination the audience chooses. And then the audience, and then we start the story. And, the, and those three characters are going on an adventure. They have a quest. They have an objective. They have things that they have to solve. There are battles that they must fight. And all through the course of the show, the audience is is making um a series a of, of decisions, right? They can choose which room to send the group, the adventure party into. Um, all the way down to like when you're in a battle sequence, the actor will say, All right, here's my choice. Do I hit him with a sledgehammer or do I cut him up with knives? And 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 fighters, you choose what I do. And then the actor improvs thing that happens based on the audience choice and so the audience is part of this storytelling experience in in what i described as providing opportunity for the actors on stage to respond to the circumstances that keep getting thrown thrown at them so like the actors are running a marathon on stage because they show up for work every day having no idea what's going to happen
1: <laughs> i know and it actually sounds fascinating to be honest
0: it's it is and i i, I kid you not it is the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, this is my producing hat on, right? Yeah. But we are building role-playing gaming experiences. 25 Tavern is just the first of what we want to do, but we're building live-action role-playing gaming experiences that the audience has stakes and choices and decisions that they're making all throughout the course of it. And Damian is just the platform to do audience engagement. Like, it's not writing the story. It's not, you know, like I have created, there's a creative team that's building the actual experience. Game Awards is just simply providing a platform to allow for the audience to participate and interact with the story in real time, live on stage.
1: Um, so let, so let, let's so, just say, so I understand, so they can, so you have three actors come out and then basically the audience is, uh, what they sort of like voting, they're picking what the actors are going to play. But then give me an example in the, mid, in the middle of the show, like how the audience is interacting with their phone.
0: I mean, we do. We do um, everything from um, the, uh, the 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 adventure party will find themselves trapped in a room, or they find themselves in a room, and we'll have an NPC, or a non player character, come on and say, "Oh, well, they get out of this room successfully without taking any damage." Here's a puzzle, and then we throw it to the audience, say, "All right, here's the puzzle, like you know, think, you know, like a think puzzle, right?" And they and we say, "Answer correctly," and if and if something like eighty percent of the audience is a text entry box. Eight percent of the audience gets the puzzle right. The adventure continues correctly. And if they get it wrong, the actors take damage and we go in a different direction. Like, things like oh,
1: that. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like that,
0: right? So then the, the, we have this fun thing. There's a button masher that we have. I call it a button masher. We Internally, we call it a multi-click, where it's basically it's basically a, a dynamic bar graph. And 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 this is the craziest thing. You've never seen an audience freak out over a bar graph in this way, where we say to the audience, all right, here's this moment in the show. And I always call it, it's the... Um, it's, the, it's from Peter Pan, it's the clap or Tinkerbell dies moment. You know, if you ever saw Peter Pan as a kid and, yeah. and like, oh, no, T- Tinkerbell's going to die. All, all the kids in the audience are like, clap really hard. And you just hear these like five-year-olds just like clapping and screaming they don't want Tinkerbell to die. Well, I replicated that <laughs> idea into a button match, right, where the audience have to hit their phone. They have to hit a button on their phone over and over again in order to get, uh, you know, the bar up across the line. So it's like, say, say if the bar is at 900 clicks, the audience has to collectively hit 1,000 clicks to win or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And you just have to, because that's the thing, it's like, they get so invested in the thing, they want it to succeed, they want to help the story along, they want to help the characters on stage, that they try, they participate in order to achieve the thing. And and the fun thing about the Game software is I can ch- we can change the, the difficulty level. Uh, mm-hmm. And we do. And so a button map at the beginning of the show is very different from a button map at the end of the show. Because at the end of the show, the stakes have gone up. But again, that's what the platform is there, right? All we're doing is playing with mechanics and variables in these experiences that we're delivering in order to continually entice and entertain the audience. So that's what 20 Side Tavern is doing. And it's wrapped in the in the in this um in this world of live gaming, of live experience that you're that isn't really reflected in the marketplace, certainly on the interactive side. I would say that the the other the show that um um that comes closest is Sleep No More in New York. If you know Sleep No More. Mm, you know yeah. that's the one at the McKittrick Hotel where it's five stories and it's basically um, this nonverbal version of Macbeth and you can follow the actors around and there are all the different scenes and all these things are taking place but you're you're wandering around and interacting in this in this built out ho- of this environment that they did but you don't make any choices that change anything that happens right? right. You're, it's the show, the show's always the show and so what I wanted to do is want to build that next generation of experience where your choices actually are changing it and for us in sided, this is the point of cameoics why you built cameoics for live entertainment shows never the same choice ever it's always a different show every day there yeah. can be a lot of similarities sometimes but it's always a different experience because it's all based on what the audience does that night
1: so i'm I'm over at the 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 20sidedtavern.com so you uh is it coming up october 27th to january 15th in chicago is that correct
0: we are doing three months in Chicago at the Broadway Playhouse um, in partnership with the Nearlanders. Um, it's going to be our first major production show. We've been in development for about a year now, um, and we're launching at the end of this month.
1: So now is that – so when I'm sitting in the audience, is the audience always sitting looking at a stage, or does this have multiple rooms and people are moving around inside? So
0: this version of the show is is built for a proscenium-style house. Um, mm-hmm. um, so you are in, you are in, and we've done a lot. We've done proscenium versions before we've done thrust and in the round versions before, which we built this product to be really malleable to the type of setting that we're in. And, mm-hmm. and we, we, um, we wanted to build an interac- interactive entertainment for the theatrical market that could play within a traditional theatrical market as well as, you know, other, other types of venues other things that, I, that we're going to do with it. But we built Chicago to tour the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And now, we, yeah. Oh no! I'm sorry. What was that?
0: Oh, you say and and we and we experimented. It, we've experimented with it several times. And a proscenium, like I, I think we're going to be the first people to successfully build an interactive experiential piece of entertainment in a proscenium house.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, does twenty sided tavern does that work as the? I mean, is it there to be the working model for uh, gamionics or is that to fulfill your love of uh, live theater? <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's the super mario brothers to my nintendo right? yeah <laughs>
1: it's the platform because the
0: thing is, is is that it's um and look i'm a really good producer so like i built a really great product with my friends like we're really really proud of it um but it certainly serves the ambition of we have to show people the power of this technology and how it can work and how it can delight audiences to inspire other people to build their own versions of it. And 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 truth be told, in entertainment, and you know this as well as I do, there's a general fear of technology.
1: People oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, right. And I have a working piece of, of technology, but no one believes me when I pay them. So I'm like, well, I've just sold, you know, I just sold 3,500 tickets at Edinburgh. Trust me, it works.
1: Hey look we, we were selling parody videos of say Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Sarah Palin and such to corporate events if they couldn't have uh if they couldn't afford to bring the the live actor there or they only needed something for a few minutes to open a conference. So when deep fake videos started to come out a few years ago, I was calling all the different universities and everyone involved with that. And I was saying, "All right, what is this? How do I yeah, before I realized there was like governments involved and everything else. I was so naive to it. But I was like, "Hey, listen, they're going to not out our three to $5,000 range parody videos with these things. Um, you know, so yeah, everyone in live entertainment, I think, fears that. I have a lot of uh, friends of mine who got into narration, book narration, that are worried about like a deep fake audio coming out and replacing them once they can make that voice be able to show emotion and things like that. So there's a lot of fear, obviously, in and around uh, entertainment. But I wanted to ask you this because I have uh, saw it, I think, in your bio and also your agent had mentioned it, but you look at... Or you and you might have said it at the beginning of the show that you look at the smartphone as a tool rather than a distraction, and I think that's kind of how uh, I've heard you sort of explain it here. So talk about that because I-, I talk about that on the show too. That you have to look at technology, I think, sometimes as a tool, not necessarily a way of life.
0: Well, it's 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 pretty it's pretty simple, right? Especially from a content standpoint, which is if you're. Con- that it, it, you know you, you can't fight you can't fight the phone anymore you simply can't like and it's, and it's a losing battle I, I i would say i would say that when you look at the concert industry there was there was never a moment when they were ever going to not have people recording stuff on their phones at, at a, like it was it, it was a losing battle and even the movie industry has been battling it for so long now and that and, you know and that's and that's the thing that's one of the, one of the reasons why we see netflix and hulu so strong is, you know, it's a little tougher to pirate that content than, you know, come film in a movie theater. But that being said, what the movie industry has done, I'm sorry, what the concert industry has done so well is they've used the phone, they've used those recordings as a marketing tool. They don't try and shut anybody down. They don't try, they, they say, here, create an Instagram moment, send this out. Little Nobs X right now, who I love following Instagram, he's a brilliant social media, right? Absolutely repost fans filming his show. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like, that person who's sitting at home watching tiktok there that might actually encourage them to buy a ticket to see his show because because he knows that there's actual no real replacement for his live stage show so they're really good about putting out these clips and using it as a marketing tool and for the people who are going to sit there and watch pirated content at home and not at like they were already not going to make the choice to buy the ticket so so taking that like the, the phone is in our pocket. We use it to unlock our daily lives everywhere. Take the power of that phone and use it to sell the product better. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I and I, fir- and I firmly 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 believe that there are I think there are moments when I completely understand. So I saw I saw G- a comedian Hannah Gatsby in New York a couple of years ago. And you had to put your phone into a yonder bag when you walked into the theater. Um, And the reason being is, like, she was working on material for her Netflix special. She didn't want this material leaked. She wanted to have a pure. And I was like, okay, that is fair. Right? Like, that I totally understand. Um, So there are, some, of course, some moments when it's like the phone needs to be put away in order to respect the boundaries of the artist. But so many times, like, you're seeing a lot of artists who just simply don't understand, that what the consumer behavior is going to be around the phone. And I, of course, I, I take the standpoint of if my content isn't good, of course they're going to be on Facebook during the show. They already are. They're like, like if 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 the show's not good. So make them so, yeah, you should hold your, yourself to a standard that the thing that you're delivering on stage is so compelling that you either want to take it and share it with your friends and tell them to go, which is a positive for the artist and positive for the show, or or you're making compelling that they're not on anything else, they're just riveted by what you're doing. Because more- yeah. not anywhere.
1: Oh yeah, with all, with all the organic marketing that goes on by people shooting those little videos you're talking about and turning them into Instagram moments and Facebook posts, I mean you, could, you couldn't you could pay a marketing agency enough money to do what the fans are doing right there. It was like with Broadway when we, I was deciding what play to bring my wife to, I mean it was only because a few clips slipped out of Mrs. Doubtfire that they, and I was looking at the makeup and I'm like, how is he doing the costume change so fast? What is that silicone uh, prosthetic or is that foam latex? If those little clips didn't slip out I probably wouldn't have gone that was the only thing that made me actually go because I didn't want to see go off of the trailer I'm like obviously the trailer is the best quality that you're going to see but to see the real clips are good I just want to ask you one more thing too since we were talking about the phone and like you said trying to fight the phone is a is a losing battle I've heard you also say it might have been in another podcast that um, you know Gameiotics is really just moving in the direction that the consumer demands do you think that the consumers demanding it or are we sort of programming people into this technology do you think at this point because of video games because of interactive entertainment i mean this is the natural flow of where sort of live entertainment needs to go or these museum tours or other things that we've spoken about
0: it's the natural flow look you you and i like you said this before we started the podcast today so i'm gonna I'm gonna throw words your words of your own back your face. you and i are in a generation that remembers what it was like before cell phones, right? Before we went all fully digital, fully digital. At the at the early, I remember the early days of computer gaming days. Um, and but you know, I I have been raised on computers, just like you. I like they have been part of my life for 40 years now, and so it's it, this this technological advance that we've witnessed and in the integration of technology into our lives. It, it, it's a one-way direction. Um, uh, it's, I mean, it's a one-way street we're going down. Like th- this is where this is where we're headed. I mean, like the thing that I say about giving eyes, but I'll say this on this podcast it's kind of fun. This concept of being able to have agency in the experience—that you are making choices that are changing the experience around you—all this is is me doing my version of what I of what will eventually become the holodeck on Star Trek, because that's what inspires me, right? You walk into the holodeck and you create this entire world that feels real, right? But it's your choices that are creating that world. That's what I'm doing with gameotics is I'm giving agency into the hands of the consumer so that they can have that that choice, they can have that creative choice of what they want to do. And like but again, it's being born out of like where the promise of future technology that, that has been that has been going on for, for a couple of generations now about how we can use this to how we can use this to enhance and improve the world. But it's but I think what I've discovered is that it's even deeper than that, right? It's this it's become embedded. And so when you when we have these conversations, like oh Facebook is bad, oh Instagram, Instagram is bad, or oh, we're spending too much time online, yeah, we're still making that, we're still making that choice to but it's also we're this is the life that we live now, like the like the, the like the genie's out of the bottle, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Well, yes, that's definitely true. So, uh, let me ask you, David, how do people find you? What do they, uh, what do you want them to follow? I mean, I find this stuff to be fascinating. I really like bringing this new element into the live entertainment myself personally, because I think it gives it a new, uh, a new spark. You know, I've worked on both sides of the creative aisle on the business side and on the, uh, on the side of the creative and so to me it's it's going to be a shame if eventually that world goes away if actors are all replaced with deep fake you know mind twins and the stage is taken over by holograms and people live inside of the metaverse i think it'll be quite sad because there's a lot of actors and writers and others that will be out of work that i think the work they bring to the world is very important but i see what you're doing more as like kind of I think you're satisfying a need, and I think, in actuality, at least at this stage in its development, it helps people, the next generation, stay engaged with live entertainment. I, th- I think it's a positive at this point.
0: Thank you. I, I, I agree. I feel like it's servicing the next generation of, of fans who are coming in. I feel like it is it is providing a new way to look experiential and interactive entertainment in a way that no one has looked at it before. So, I'm like, i like, I of course, I think it's a, I think it's a net positive. I don't think that we're going to see live entertainment ever really go away um I, it's not it's not i mean co- you know concert acts make you know are, are huge like we love going to see rock stars we love going to see concerts we love we love doing this stuff we love seeing see things live and in person and that hasn't changed in three thousand years so i'm not i'm not terribly worried about it as a threat on the live space i think that i think it i think it's a new frontier in terms of how to make the entertainment work and no one is thinking about that yet they're just yeah, trying to figure out how to, yeah yeah
1: no, I was going to say on the other side of it too, as far as musicians go and comedians and other live performers, as much as it looks like there's people that would like license their image to just be like doing digital concerts in the metaverse, people don't realize unless they've been up on stage, you know, you need that laughter. You need that applause. That's part of yeah. the DNA of those type of people. They can't do anything else other than perform. That's what they love. So it, it might sound easy to say, I'm going to license my image for a billion dollars and then go sit at home on the couch and eat potato chips all day while my mind twin does all the work out there right. but that's not the way that performers operate you know the, uh, during no. covid many of them i know personal friends that were like going into deep depression because they couldn't get on stage and tell jokes somewhere
0: look and, and like and like say what you will about tiktok and i have a lot of things to say about tiktok but the thing that i use tiktok for is i follow stand-up comedians I love stand-up comedians, and the, and stand-up comedy has been able to use TikTok in a really great way, where you have all these comedians out there who are able to sp- film, you know, two-minute bits or five-minute, you know, or, or, or a five-minute stand-up bit or something, and put it on, and it's like, and, and the platform of TikTok is, you know, it goes so fast, and your attention span is only three minutes usually at the most, right? And I have found comedians that I will go see in person now because I want to see their whole show. I want Mm -hmm. to see the whole set. And so, and I did that in Edinburgh. There's a couple of comedians that I went and saw and people that I had been following on TikTok who happened to be in Edinburgh when I was in Edinburgh in August. And I was like, oh, I am so excited to be able to do this. So again, you know, they're able to use it as a marketing platform, but it's not replacing going to see their show. It's simply not.
1: No, no, definitely not, definitely. All right, so where uh, where do you want people to go? Gamionics.com.
0: Gameiotic.com and then the 20 tavern.com um, are the two uh, main websites, two main things that I'm working on right now. Um, and that's where you can go learn about the software and learn what the software can do. There's a lot of places I can do. Obviously, I'm starting live theatrical because that's what I know. But we're going to be branching out fairly soon. I'm, I'm a, about a month away probably from doing a new release of the software. And you know this company is eventually going to turn itself into a SaaS company um uh so that, I, so that everyone can adopt the technology and use it in their own entertainment fashion i'm just in the, in the midst of a of an upgrade of it to make it um e- easier for everybody to use croissant tavern will be in chicago this fall um october 27th to january 15th at the broadway playhouse um get get it's not expensive um it's super fun it's one of the funniest shows you'll probably ever see, and you know it's it's something uh, completely unlike anything out there in the world
1: All right, David, I'm going to run the, uh, when we do the final cut, I'm going to run the testimonials from this. Are there any other videos like of uh, the act going on on the stage that you have uh, around somewhere? Yeah, sure. I'll find something. Okay, great. Yeah, send me that and uh, we'll include it in there as well. I thank you very much and uh, wish you luck on your journey and see where you go if you can bring this to SaaS level. What are you you looking at for that?
0: Uh, sometime in the next year, it's going to take. It's oh. going to take a second. I got to, I got to build out the first enterprise clients right now and get twenty side powered up, and then off we go. But I've got, I've got interest though. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from David Carpenter. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain slash Gold. Thank you, David. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change the human.